With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter too, at VOC Nation. I got that nerd rage. Nerd rage. I got that nerd rage. Gentlemen and ladies, to our monthly period of when we congregate together to talk about the thing we love the best, we gather around in herds of nerddom and talk about the geeky pop culture world that we are currently immersed in. My name is Craig Lagan. Joining me as always are my fellow herds of nerds. The beautiful married couple of Damien Vargas and Foxy Fox, and our moderator, generator, enumerator, emancipator, and masturbator, Dan Kalachiko. I hope you think of that word. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why. Why would you say masturbator? Oh. I don't. Oh. <laughs> You yes. knew he was waiting to do the site get. Usually I use my penis, but I can't because we're on live. Yes. Sorry. And he, and he is happy to see us, folks, as you can plainly see. Uh, yes. We've got a month's worth of uh, geekdom uh, pop culture stuff to talk about. Plenty of toys to play with. Plenty of things to unpack. Uh, Damien, you always come prepared with your lovely wife. Um, you yep. both have plenty of uh, topics upon which to discuss. So I'll let you dip your dainty claw into the fishbowl full of novelties and tell us what we're going to talk about first. Okay, so uh, in, in typical fashion, we do a little round table news bulletins to cover uh, the, uh, the month that, that has passed before going into our main topic. Uh, so that being said, we're going to just jump right into it. Um, 
first and foremost, on a sad note, of course, uh, is the passing of Chadwick Boseman, as we had mentioned. Uh, I mean, we had mentioned like Chadwick and Black Panther and everything from the the re their very first rebooted episode, and here we are, what four episodes later, three episodes later, unfortunately, uh, covering this, um, and it's just you know deeply saddening, but just to, to to then find out the story unfold of how like Denzel Washington paid for his acting cl classes when he was younger and how he actually filmed all these movies while quietly, you know, handling this illness on his own quietly and then making visits to children's hospitals and everything like that, like doing all these amazing things while sick and getting treatment himself and keeping it to himself. Um, Disney uh, unveiled, I think, just a few days ago, a nice mural for him in downtown Disney. Uh, I know there was a mural place someplace else as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was a major, major bombshell. Yeah, it was very late. Yeah. I mean, like, and, and again, like, that role, like, you know, him bringing that character to the screen, as you mentioned, Craig, when we first talked about it, was 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 a big thing. It was a big cultural thing. Because prior to him, I mean, it was Blade in the early 2000s, but like to really jump into like the big, big, big screen and really make it was the was that, that character. And it was just like, I mean, it it, it, it floored everyone. It came out of nowhere. I still haven't. Uh, it it still gets me every day, Damien, and I'm not even. Um, uh, kidding when I say it's every day, um, because mm. obviously I'm immersed in uh, comic books and pop culture. Dumb, and hearing that we lost Chadwick Boseman was uh, maybe this in a year that's nothing but bad news. Mm -hmm. This one hurt more than any, and I will put that over Kobe only because of not just because of the suddenness of it, uh, but because we had no idea you know, how sick he was. You mentioned yeah. earlier all the movies. He did uh, Black Panther, two Avengers movies, a Spike Lee movie, and the movie that was shot right outside my door, literally, uh, 21 Bridges, all while he had stage four uh, cancer and shot these in between uh, chemotherapy and hospital visit and surgeries. Mm -hmm. And he still uh, went on and did stellar work. And still uh managed to keep a keep a schedule and kept working you know and mm -hmm. no one would begrudge him any time to say i can't do this i don't want to do this but not only that but doing visiting the the, the kids in the cancer hospitals like you said and being an exemplary friend and loved one you mentioned denzel washington um paid for his um his school when he went to uh Howard University. Uh, I don't know if you heard the story when he was at Howard University as a freshman, when Angela Bassett, who was also a Howard University alum, came to visit to, to, for a speaking engagement. Chadwick Boseman was assigned to her to take her around and to present her and to, to be, he was a student liaison. Cut to yeah. 18 years later and they're starring in a movie together and they're Black Panther and he had to remind her that yeah, that was me. So this man had such yeah. A, yeah. A, a a blessed life, and he blessed us with his presence. Black Panther wasn't just a, a, a cultural movie 
a cultural iconic movie for African Americans or for African American cinema. It was just a damn good film. It's still the only Marvel movie nominated for Best Picture. It won uh, mm. the Oscar for Best Costumes. No other Marvel movie has done that. And as much as people want to say of, oh well, you know, they they want to give back and they want to uh, to reward uh, in- inclusivity or diversity. This was a damn good film, no matter who made it, or no matter what was it's it's a Marvel film. It's an action movie, and it was the best movie of 2018. And there's mm. there's no. no it, was. Way. it was fantastic. Yeah, and I. I mean, it was I, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And the the cultural you know, significance for us with with you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was it was just it was just huge. I mean, he touched a lot of lives, and every actor that worked with him and everything. It was. It's definitely heartbreaking. So unfortunately, again, you know, uh, Wakanda forever, as we say in the nerddom. Um, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Just uh, on a technical um, thing, real quick. There's a there's a slight delay. That's why you got just a heads up from going forward, just to make sure everybody gets a break. Because towards the end of that, you guys were kind of talking over each gotcha. other. It wasn't either one of yours fault. There's just a slight delay. So just remember that, you guys. Sorry. Dan, it's yeah, called gotcha, the. Gotcha. Yeah, it's called a debate. So that's what happens in a debate. You talk over oh, everyone. Everyone knows that. Hey, 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 shut up, man. <laughs> I still have a headache from that. You guys watched it? I mean, it's funny because I already voted, so I didn't watch a goddamn second of it. We're not going to get to the topic. We're, we're, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. I know. I'm just saying. Can you quiet, please? <laughs> I mean, this person. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I did, you know, I, you know. I, I don't want to call it a nightmare because at least in a nightmare you get some sleep. Can you be uh, anyway? And you wake up. And you wake up. And you wake up. Anyway, go ahead, Dan. Um, unfortunately, I'm also coming out of today. We're gonna cross blend a little bit with like the Helen Cell radio a little bit. Uh, news was confirmed earlier today. More stinky news out of 2020. Um. Tegan Knox has unfortunately suffered her third ACL injury. I mean, poor girl cat. And, she, and, and I'm not going to say one she of the can't best. She can't catch a break, technically. Yeah, Jesus. No, but, if you tried, she'd break her. But, but like, I'm not even going to say one of the best women workers. She's literally one of the best workers they have in NXT. Period. And like, unbelievable. Like her third. And so it's like, honestly, it's like, from a professional standpoint, like when do you sit down and go and ro- start really reevaluating things? Like, this is my dream and this is my passion, but in what the course of two, three years, mm-hmm. this is my third ACL. Like, and she's she's only in her like early to mid twenties. Yeah. Well, like, it it and well, I pointed to you, Damien. You've been in you know, as a former wrestler or current wrestler, and you, and you deal with injuries, it comes with the job. If you're a Tegan Knox, and you're obviously snake-bitten, I, I don't mm-hmm. know any other term to say it, okay? Good news, you're in your early 20s, so you have plenty of time, but bad news, um, how long can you sustain a career with this kind of injury history? Yeah. This kind of susceptibility? Uh, what would you tell her if you could talk to her right now? Um, honestly, it's just 
if you look at to stay into it, I mean, again, she's a great worker. She's a phenomenal, mm -hmm. phenomenal worker. So this one, it, the, the question is, nobody know, really knows the answer to where this one came about. Yeah. Because you know, because she wasn't in the ring for a while, so nobody knows exactly to pinpoint when and where. But you know, maybe start looking at okay, looking at old tapes of herself and checking her footwork. Maybe I'm working still a little too fast or something like that, or change up my style a little bit, go for a little bit more of a technical style while not losing who I am, you know, maybe a little reinvention in what you do. But, and, but then again, also, it's it's difficult, though, because, again, you know, she is a good worker. Yeah. You know, she, she's got good footwork and everything like that. You know, promo skills can definitely use some work, but in the <laughs> ring, she's definitely good work. But, again, it's just like you also got to look at it and go, shit, you know, am I snake bitten? I mean, that's three in – I mean – her knees are going to be so bad in the next couple of years. She's going to be in so much pain just in her 30s yep. in terms Locked of her in. knees. What would you tell her? Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I, I got to add to that. It, 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 other than just sitting around and reevaluating, what can I change to not have this happen again? But also as a matter of take the time to heal. Do not feel pressured to rush back. We are in the day and age of the internet, no one's gonna forget who you are. Mm -hmm. You've left already a great resume behind. No one's gonna forget who you are. Take your time with your healing process. Everybody rushes to get back in the ring because they're gonna lose their spot or people are gonna forget who I am. No, they're not. They're not gonna forget you. You know, you have someone like Triple H behind you. He will give you all the time you need to fully rest, fully recuperate. I mean, hell, you've seen people like Edge come back. We've seen people like Daniel Bryan come back. There still will be something for her to do, whether she's at home resting and not doing anything, or whether she comes in and does just like backstage promo spots. She needs to rest. Yeah. Truly heal your body up before destroying it further. Mm -hmm. I would say this, this latest injury, while uh, again, a terrible, terrible um, setback for her, by the time she comes back, if she comes back, we'll have crowds. So what better uh -huh. way to come back yeah. Mm -hmm. to get all the rest and time off you need because when you, she is ready to go, there will be live crowds again. And what better way exactly. to make a return than like that? Yeah, because also given the timing of the ACL that she – the two times she was out, um, at least no less than a year uh -huh. each time. She was out no less than a year each time. So, again, hopefully speedy recovery because he can knock. So yeah, I would so. take six weeks just for a sprained ankle. <laughs> <laughs> You, you gotta yeah, you, you gotta rest. you gotta rest it up. I just think of someone like Rey Mysterio who's had like what eight knee surgeries in yeah, yeah, 20, 30 years already. And people are gonna go, oh, You're not the same. No, thank you for no kidding. Uh, just on the two knee surgeries I had, and I was like, Mm hmm. I'm good. Yeah. I just three ACL tears, which is about six miles more up the pain and mobility uh, issues that I had with the torn ligaments on both sides, on both knees mm -hmm. and trying to come back from a third time. I just, I, I just, I don't understand. I, I mean, I could, try to put no, myself I, in the mindset of not giving up, like, you know, but still it's like, it's so like, painful. I, I kind of get it. 
because to an extent, when it comes to like a wrestling injury, it, it, it could be very similar to giving birth, for example, okay? I have three kids with Damien. Did I want to go past one? No, <laughs> I did not. Labor with our first child was the worst thing I've ever been through in my entire life. 13 hours. Okay? No pain medicine. What either. fun. Okay? Yeah. So, you go through all that. I'm never doing this again. This hurts. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But then, you're a parent. And you have that kid. And you forget about the pain. And you go, you know what? I'm going to do it again. And that's the same thing, honestly, when it comes to wrestling right you yeah. get hurt like shit this sucks i don't know if i can do this again what if i do this to myself again but then you're watching it and you're like this is what i love i'm gonna do it again it's uh -huh. very similar to the same thing yeah the love you have overpowers any thought of i can get hurt and mm -hmm. pain and in anything it just yeah well you're all nuts yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> and i want it of course yeah <laughs> Well, I was talking about I was talking about wrestling, but uh, no. <laughs> and, 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 and then the bite me, and then the bite me ass of it too was like, just prior to she was saying, you know, people keep talking about the injuries and the comebacks. Is she's like, I'm past that. I want I'm I'm you know working better than I'm past that. And then, dun, dun. yeah. Anyway, but moving on, moving on to our next two bit. But again, from all of us, hopefully speedy recovery to Tegan Knox, and hopefully things will work out. All right. Big bombshell news this week was the uh, official cancellation of The Walking Dead. Oh, well, I missed that. Um, yeah, The Walking Dead has, in Everybody fact, has. been canceled. Uh, the final series, the series finale has been extended 20 to 24 episodes. The series finale is to try to wrap up all the stories and everything like that. Um, apparently, there is some potential um, rumblings that it was kind of COVID-related oh. because, of, you know, think of the scope of the things that you need to do and everything like that. However, that doesn't mean we are seeing the end of The Walking Dead, as there is already talks of a Daryl and Carol spinoff. Um, Sounds like a buddy comedy. Daryl and Carol fighting some crime. Yeah, fighting some zombies. And also what's already been greenlit as well is Tales of The Walking Dead, which is an episodic anthology. Each episode has its own individual story. Point. And Matt. this Sunday is the premiere of Walking Dead Beyond. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, which is a Walking Dead uh, series. I think it's parallel to the current Walking Dead involving children or teenagers. Yes, younger teenagers, yes. And I would just say this, Damien, I, I don't I, – you said the word canceled. I just thought they just announced that this would be the final season, not that it was canceled. It's still the most highest-rated show on AMC. Yeah. Well, and, it the, the may, and may be COVID-related. Yeah, but the, the current, like, one of the current headlines that came out today, they use the word cancel. It all depends on who okay. writes it. You know, it all right. depends on who writes it. Okay. Well, point. Let's be really real here. Because when we still had the regular Nerdhunter show going on, we did a lot of Walking Dead reports, okay? Because my brother's a super fan of that show. Yeah. I was mm -hmm. heavily into it for one reason only. And yeah. Mm -hmm. So... <laughs> This also comes at a time, too, where a huge fan base was lost to that show because first we had the actor that played Carl mm -hmm. yes. wanting to leave the show and instead of giving it a bye, killing him off. Okay? So 
a lot of this is fancy chance there. Then we had the quote-unquote bombshell of the actress that played Maggie deciding to leave. For bigger things for, over money. For bigger things, for more money, basically giving a big finger to that fan base. And to be perfectly honest with you, losing those two characters really brought the show down a little bit in the sense of what the hell are they going to do? And I think a lot of people tuned in just to see what the hell were they going to do. It really has not been the same since you had all these main characters gone. So I don't think that them saying, hey, we're going to go for a final season was entirely by just the season, you know, the series is over. I think it was largely based on the fact of we can't salvage what we did. We can't salvage what we did to fix the holes when people left. So let's just wrap it up. Yeah. And I'm more intrigued by all these other shows coming from it. I want to know about, whenever you see a zombie movie or a zombie series, it's usually the same spiel going on. Mm. I'm more intrigued by, okay, what is it like on an island? Are there, you know, ocean zombies? How do they travel? How do they manage? What about other children? What are yeah. other communities doing? Like, I want to see other stories, which is, not just the same humdrum. Which is why, I th- you know? I, this is which is why I think the, the tales of The Walking Dead is actually going to work out pretty decently. I wanted to see, and I, I want to piggyback on what you said, Foxy. I want to, I want to see them in different uh, seasons mm-hmm. in the dead of winter. Yes. You know, yes. it's always hot in every single Walking Dead, no matter what incarnation. It's always dead hot, uh, summer, sweat all this, but I want to see them in the dead of winter. They had one or a couple episodes when it was a hurricane season. Why not more of that? Why not during a, a thunderstorm or, you mm-hmm. know, a, a, or an ice storm or, a, you know, a flood or something like that, since they, since they are in the South. Um, I, know, I know with um, another big uh, aspect uh, of Fear the Walking Dead is coming back yeah. for their new season uh, with fan favorite um, Morgan whom mm-hmm. everyone loves and wants to see more of. And that, uh, uh, those folks in that cast to Fear the Walking Dead, so they have at least another season with those, with, with that group and with this Walking Dead Beyond coming up this Sunday, you, have an, you already have a built-in audience that you're trying to, you know, to, to build on. So if we say goodbye to the original Walking Dead, and I guess you have to know when you're a cast member on that show, you're, you're going to have a shelf life. And, you know, when we've lost so many people, I mean, going back to, you know, to, to Glenn and to Abraham and to uh, even uh, the ones before that, when you lose uh, uh, Mad Dog, when you lose a character, you're going to lose a certain fan base because, oh, man, yeah. that person's dead. Yeah. So every time they lost someone, it's like you, you're losing more, especially the popular ones. And, you know, the, the hashtag, you know, we Daryl dies, we riot and, you know, he goes, I go, and that kind of thing. And certain people, certain characters have to be protected, but you lose enough of them. Even, you know, they never, they didn't kill Rick, but Walking Dead without Rick isn't really Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? I'm so far behind, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love when the tiger died. <laughs> she was like, tiger yeah. died, I'm done. Tiger died, I'm done. I, I dropped out, yeah, I dropped out after that first season with Negan, and I'm like, I, I pretty much peaked. And I wasn't... Go ahead, go ahead, Craig. I was going to say, Foxy, if I can tell you, uh, when uh, Sheba and 
uh, um, uh, in one in one summer, we will lost uh, Sheba the Tiger and Walking Dead and the Dragon on Game of oh, Thrones. No. I cried more of those two imaginary CGI animals than I did with actual pets that I owned. So that's Preach. how far in I was. I can top it. That was the same year we decided to watch Jurassic World. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. It's like that whole part with the spoiler alert. I, that I, whole I, part with the with the brontosaurus. It was like, okay, uh, we're out, we're done. Check it out. I walked out the room. Yeah, I was in the th- I saw in a the theater on a date and I was trying not to cry in front of her when they left oh, the right, island. Yeah, but they like, coming back. Right, and they, oh god. Yes. All right. So going from the sad and canceled everything, we're gonna we're gonna let's let's pick it up yeah, a little this, bit. This let's sucks. Okay, we're gonna pick it up a little bit. <laughs> I am it's been a while since we've done this. I used to have a little uh point on the shows back in the days, which was the WTF oh. moment, the what the fuck moment. <laughs> yes. Okay, so this is this is this is going to fall into the what the fuck moment. Okay. Okay. So Mortal Kombat apparently leaked the next three. Wow. DLC characters. Okay. Mm-hmm. One will be the return of Rain. Wow. Cool. Other will be Melina. All right. And number three, John Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. John Rambo. As the, yeah. I, so I was like, she and I were discussing it yesterday. Okay, maybe this, 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 um, you know, because they had the one, uh, Mortal Kombat 10 or whatever, you know, they had Predator and Jason or whatever like that. Which is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. Uh-huh. So I said, okay, so this one had the Terminator thus far and RoboCop. So maybe they're kind of doing an 80s action thing? Well, remember. But still, like, where and, does Rambo fit in? Because MK11 is all about time and, and changing and altering time. So Terminator, understandable. RoboCop, Understandable. Rambo. What? <laughs> well, and those were those were machines. Those were robots. Predator was a, is an alien. You're bringing an actual human character, a movie character, into Mortal Kombat world. There are, but there's already humans in the Mortal Kombat world. Well, you're bringing a John yeah, Rambo. Well, Rambo yeah, will fuck your shit up, up though. But in the realm of Mortal Kombat, I mean, okay. Hey, fatality. And all this stuff. Like, where does Rambo fit into this? Inside somebody's ass with his foot is where he fits in. No, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I, I, the Rambo thing, yeah, I don't know. Maybe John Spartan, since he's superhuman or whatever. Well, 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 who's next? John McClane from Die Hard? I, I don't know. Like, I told <laughs> her, like, Harley actually, she was in the middle of doing something, and I says, da, 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 John Rambo. Rambo. And she just stopped what she was doing, and she went, huh? <laughs> I, uh, I can see them taking the John McClane thing and him dropping somebody off the top into the pit of Spice going, welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> something, you know? I don't know. Like, John Rambo. It, it's more so an odd thing because when it even does come to DLC characters or even the quote-unquote mortal characters that are in the game, they all still fall into a sci-fi supernatural uh, genre, yeah, I guess genre. you can yeah. call it, you know? Mm-hmm. A little bit of horror, a little sci-fi, a little, maybe a little fantasy. So... Where does this fit? Yeah, Rambo so far has been the most 110% human character. 
I guess you could call yeah. it. With no yeah. like mystical science, yeah. like no no link, martial arts link, nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he he he's he's a messed up in the head war vet, you know, does you know does is a tracker and all that stuff in a sense, you know, sets booby traps or anything. So how is this gonna I work? I would have accepted demolition, man. To demolition, man. Yeah, John I, Spartan. I, that's what I said. Exactly. I would accept John but Spartan. Even, I would have accepted that. Even then, but what, if you're going to go demolition, why not Simon Phoenix, who's evil they, and yeah. genetically yeah. superior? I, yeah, because you know, you know, one learned how to kill people with his hands, and the other learned how to sew. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's knitting. Uh, I'm like, Betsy yeah. Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie so much. I cannot. I cannot get Kelly to watch that movie. I'm begging her to. Cause oh, I, I'm begging her to. I've been begging her for years. Please watch this movie. Uh, she's not a Stallone fan, and I'm like, how dare you? Go ahead, Craig. Oh, Taking just a little bit off, and we'll come right back on a movie that you haven't. What did you think of the last Boy Scout, Dan? Dan. Dan. Foxy, did you watch Watchmen yet? I'm deflecting. Oh, I'm, I'm deflecting. I'm deflecting. I haven't okay. watched it. Craig, it's in my watch list. I haven't watched it yet. You're both on my list, but I don't know who to be mad at first. Seriously. I'll leave. No excuse for either one. I'm leaving. But Fine. I'm going. Anyway, honestly, oh, if I, I come back, Dan. Come back, Dan. No, on that topic, though, Dame, if I ever thought anyone should be uh, a human should be included in a Mortal Kombat game, it should have been Jackie Chan. No, oh, yeah. I Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee, dude. Bruce Lee. I just thought Bruce Lee would be too iconic, but Jackie Chan. Look at that. I want him in the, on the screen going, what? Just taking somebody's head off. Mm-hmm. Everybody's ass. And before yeah. somebody says I'm racist, he made those sounds. Yes. I think that will end up falling into some kind of weird rights. That's a rights issue. That's because a copyright. since UFC has already taken the copyright to use Bruce Lee in their games. Yeah. I don't oh, have they? Is he in their games? Yeah. Yes. Bruce oh Lee. shit! Uh, yeah, Bruce Lee so and Mike Tyson. Two two years ago, he had one from two yeah. years ago. Oh. Yeah, I got it. How That's is there the not? I got it. How is there not a major studio Bruce Lee game? We're gonna go off on a tangent here. I'm sorry, but how well, is that not a thing? There's been Bruce Lee games. There's not been a good one. Yes, what I meant, like a major, like a. Like an actual, like one that's you know. Oh yeah, I actually want to play this again. The whole movie, exactly. Game of Death, is a video game. That's your video game right there. You go through exactly. every level right. to get to. Well, moving your on to our next topic because we got to approach our main topic. Okay, the PS Five and Xbox pre-order debacles. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> okay, so starting with. The PlayStation one because I shared obviously a good one with you guys with the night we were talking via <laughs> that was gonna get to that real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the PlayStation ones obviously couldn't meet the demand and all this stuff. Um they there was there was like all sorts of problems and stuff like that. <laughs> then of course, then you got the, the your, your scavengers putting it on eBay right away. And the favorite one I saw that I sent to you guys was the PS5 paper edition. That's sold anywhere from four hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. So funny. And now, if you are not wise enough, <laughs> if you were not wise enough to read the description, because one person actually didn't put a description. One person actually didn't. I look. I looked. If you weren't wise enough though to read the description, you would go, "Hey, I'm gonna get my PS5 and fuck it. I'll pluck a thousand dollars on this whatever this PS5 paper edition is." You would be greeted. 
by an envelope with a paper of a printed copy of a PS5. No controller, no couch, just a, just a picture of it and everything like that. Like, it got the scamming got to that point on the PS5. The, the other two best ones I saw one's a joke, and one was an actual, uh, uh, uh I think an actual eBay thing they pulled down. The one was a, a PS3 next to a PS2, plus two, plus three, five. <laughs> ah, just... And the other one was a PS2 wrapped inside of a white binder, which made it looks like. It made it look like a PS5. <laughs> I was like, look, a new PS5. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, yeah. So there was that. And then now, um, coming out today, uh, the first wave of pre-orders are not going to have a problem. Okay, but? Second and third wave will be delayed upwards to next year. Oh Some of them are even being canceled, including in the UK. Wow. So if you weren't on that very first wave to pre-order your PS5, you're looking at upwards of not getting it till next year. <laughs> wow. What a cluster. I, I, part of me is I can't figure out, and people are going to say, well, we got to move on with our lives. Okay. Uh, how that they thought during a pandemic, they were going to roll this out seamlessly mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not have problems while people, are broke. <laughs> while people are broke, while there's not availability of supplies for, I mean, supplies, we're not dying here, but I mean, supplies to build the machine. I just, I'm blown away that they went through with it in the first place. But oh, God. not to be outside, but not to be outdone. <laughs> got that on camera. No, no, we're going to be the Kings. We're going to be kings when we win things, and we're going to be kings to fuck this up better. We're going to sell a mini fridge. <laughs> so, the day Microsoft releases their Xbox One, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's like a, a known gamer uh, that I follow on Twitter. Her and her husband, she was upstairs, her husband was downstairs. They're both logging onto the micro, Microsoft store directly to pre-order them. He can't get on at all. It's not working. She gets in, booted off, in, booted off, in, booted off. But she said, but after about an hour, she finally got one. So there, there was, so Microsoft, that one had a problem. Some people then went on to said, fuck it. I'm going to go to GameStop. Click the link. Sorry, the item you're looking for is not on our website. They were nowhere available on the GameStop website for some reason. And then you had to refresh, refresh, refresh. And then you finally got it. And then when people went to go check out, it was taking it out of their shopping cart. It said, you are not. And then one of them person says, it says, we cannot ship this to your country. And the guy's like, I live in the United States. <laughs> like, huh? I'll drive to the factory. Just what are you talking about? Yes. So Xbox done beat it out even worse in terms of the debacle. But like now, like I said, now PlayStation released today that Second and third wave pre-orders are not going to be available till next year. Oh well. Uh, as far as the PlayStation, as far as Xbox goes, if I didn't have the um, the Xbox One S, I would have um, I would have probably gone with Xbox on this on this latest uh, console mm-hmm. generation. Well, the miss is here. I'm going to let her take it over a second. 
she actually has specs, which she's been looking at for a while now, and then she's finally got it like all put together. So you and guys, also, you hear remind me to tell you a GameStop story that's after the console discussion. Go ahead, Foxy. Got it. Got it. Well, um, to those that did manage to pre-order either a PS5 or the PS5 Digital or the Xbox or the Xbox Digital, well, congratulations, you have a brick because everyone knows never get the first wave of video game consoles. They are terrible. We've had the very first wave of the Xbox One. It is a brick, okay? <laughs> but look at it this so, way. If somebody ever breaks in, you can just pick it up and chuck it out of your face. Just, so, you know, just have fun with that and all the bugs <laughs> and the problems and the patches. Have fun. But either way, um, one of the things that a lot of people were really liking about the new consoles is the chance to get an old digital version, which I suppose is cool. Sometimes I prefer a physical copy. However, um, within all of this, everyone's like, oh, well, you know, Sony wins, blah, 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 because Sony always wins everything because, oh, Dino Fantasy. But, again, everybody was clamoring for the PlayStation digital version. Spec-wise, okay, so the Xbox Series X is $299 in comparison to the PlayStation 5 Digital, which is still $399. Now, the Xbox Digital, we have its dimensions, you know, 2.5 inch width, 5.9 in depth, 10.8 inches tall. Um, With the PlayStation, we know that it's about... Four inches deep is about five, 15 inches tall, but the width is still to be determined until this very day. Both support the same resolution. Cool. The Xbox oh. Digital has a 512 gigabyte memory with a SSD storage drive. The PlayStation Digital version storage size is yet to be determined. And obviously there's no disk drive on either, but how can you support a console and say, yeah, I'm pre-ordering that console when you literally do not know anything that you are Be- getting yet? Because they, because we went, I want, I want, without really looking at yeah. So go ahead and go get your digital Sony, PlayStation, whatever, with a to-be-determined storage size, only to find out you're going to have to drop X amount of dollars to get an external storage drive for it. If you don't already have one, in which case you're probably going to have to delete everything off of that to make room for everything you're going to have now because, you know, backwards compatibility is not a thing when it comes to Sony PlayStation. Ba-dum-bum-bum. That was that was what I was going to attach to the end of what you, I was saying earlier before you read the specs was what turned me off if I if I if I didn't have the console the four you know everything I had now I would have bypassed the five because of that backwards compatibility thing I at least needed to play PlayStation Four games if you can't go all the way back I get it I you know it, it's a cop out but whatever fine I needed to at least play PlayStation Four games. Um, for the for me to spend that money, uh, but after see PlayStation Three, I had a very I, I got very lucky that original box. That thing is still being used by my sisters at my um, parents' house. That thing is falling falling down a, a flight of basement stairs, and that original PS Three still works like it's brand new. The PS Four is a paperweight in my closet. 
<laughs> because not only did I have a problem with the eject button, uh, with the static electricity activating it in the middle of everything, watching oh. an app or playing a game, you'd hear beep, 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 beep. The, jet, the disc would eject and it would shut down and it would just go into a cycle until you took that effing thing apart. And you can't turn it off. You can't turn it off. You got to pull the plug. Uh, I got a PlayStation 4 Slim. I didn't get the Pro because it doesn't, the 4K capabilities are, eh. Um, I got the the Slim, PS4 Slim. Great. Perfect. I have zero problems with it. Zero. Um, And I like the Blu-ray HD capability because I'm also a digital, you see behind me. I like physical yeah. media. Uh, yeah. I have 4Ks and Blu-rays, and until they force me to stop buying them, I'm buying them. Uh, the Xbox One S, I had original Xbox, which it did its job, but I got the Xbox One S for the HDR, and because it was cheaper than another PlayStation 4, and uh, it's beautiful box. That being said, that first that PlayStation 4 re- uh, release, that turned me sour to ever buying a PlayStation console brand new again. Second wave or second version, second serial number, whatever that they do, that I'm not – there's nothing you could have told. Unless they announced that there was a Ghostbusters 2 video game, a sequel. <laughs> if there was a sequel to the Ghostbusters video game, they said, this is day of release. Here's a Ghostbusters edition to PlayStation 5. Okay, I'll work the corner, and I'll get the money for it day one. That didn't happen. <laughs> That you didn't sell me. Even Harry, I know Harry said he was going to wait until God of War was available before he even thought about ordering it. Uh, I, there's no reason to get one, a version one of anything anymore because you know games, consoles, they get rushed out and they work it out as it goes. And I ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Plus, not only that, <clears throat> but without the backwards compatibility, being available, what is the point of getting it right off the bat, knowing full well there's only a limited amount of games with the exception of on the PlayStation Store digitally? There's zero. Zero reason. Exactly. Like, there's a limited amount of games already coming out for it, because of course everything stalled with COVID, etc. So you're going to have to rely on the digital service to begin with. So for all of that, just hold off. Yeah. No. Consumerism. I have a house to buy at the end of the year. I couldn't buy it anyway. Um, but yeah, I can totally see when they, you know, make it four times smaller in its version two. I'm going to buy the hell out of that. I'm definitely, <laughs> gonna, I'm definitely getting it down the road. But there's nothing you could have done, honestly, yeah. to convince me aside from a Ghostbusters game. That was it, and that wasn't happening, so I wasn't worried about it. To, to day one PlayStation 5. Not not at that price. No chance at all. And I don't want digital because, again... Yep. Exactly. All right. Exactly, Harry. Oh, do I have any left? Do you have anything on the topic? Uh, topic? Uh, oh, on uh, PlayStation? No, I, I've been a PlayStation guy since uh, the very first uh, console... And uh, I've always done what uh, Foxy just advised all of our fans to do, wait. Um, I, every PlayStation I ever bought was a year after it came out or a year to, to a year and a half after it came out. Wait for the price to go down, wait for the volume of games to go up. I 
what I love about PlayStation, there's always plenty of games to play. So I've got plenty of games to play on my PS4 right now until this PS5 comes out, price goes down, the uh, library of games gets built up, and then I get so. Uh, but I'm a I'm a PS I'm a PlayStation guy. I've never owned an Xbox a day in my life. Um, but uh, I'm yeah I I'll, I'll wait because it's Sony. Come on, like you said, Sony. Yeah, it's Sony. Final Fantasy. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think at, at this house, Craig, I think we have at least every version except for the uh, remake of Final Fantasy. Okay. Seven. I think we have every single. <laughs> One no, of them beautiful. I was just Everybody. counting, uh, just to prove that I'm a PlayStation guy and that I'm just not being picky now. I still have 17 PlayStation One games and 22 PS2 games. I've been, I've been there, done that. <laughs> I, I only say the Final Fantasy joke because anytime it ever comes down to like the console wars or when it comes down to E3, right? Microsoft can literally pull everything out of their ass <laughs> and it looks amazing, but Sony will literally go. I mean, not for nothing. Microsoft kind of just did pull everything out of their ass coming up. I, I guessing Damien's going to mention this. I don't know. Do we know what Dan is talking about? The the the, the potential remastered Mass Effect trilogy. Well, I didn't even think of that shit. Yeah, uh, that's all I care about. (laughs) I was talking. I I was talking about their acquisition of Bethesda. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like holy shit. Oh yeah, uh, Final Fantasy, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> we have Okay, look, I, I Dan and I we've had this subject since the days of ECWA when we both discovered we had the common love of the original Mass Effect series. And I'm just like, okay, just drop me the news in November already of the remastered collection. I, I don't care. I played two, I don't know how many times. And I will totally get the remastered collection and play that one again, too. I don't care. Yeah. You know what? I still haven't played the last one. You didn't play the last one? Uh, it was Andromeda? No, I didn't play it. I, I never got around to it. Uh, but I've played, the, I've played the first three like three times. Uh, yeah. I've, I've played the third one twice, but I've played the first and second one like three times each all the way. Yeah. I, mean, I like fucking as many people as possible. <laughs> yeah, or you space whore. <laughs> oh, in the game, uh, in the game too. Sorry. Hey, oh, <laughs> hey, oh. All right, moving on. Our final little quick little tid- tidbits will actually start leading us towards where we're going on our main topic because they all have to do with retro reboots and stuff, or documentaries and stuff like that of that nature. Okay, so the first one is the. We finally got a release date for the Saved by the Bell. Um, next. You know, the next thing of Saved by the Bell coming out on the Peacock. And they dropped their date trail today of uh, November 25th. And I got to admit, like, you know, the new Save it looks fun. I mean, again, we're, we're from that generation. So, of course, and I love that it kind of pokes fun at itself in terms of the older stuff. You know, like, you know, they have Jesse come in. And like, Those caffeine pills and all this other thing. excited. exciting. It's like. So we finally got a release date on the Saved by the Bell thing, which again it will be November 25th on the Peacock, which I still think is a horrible name. Yeah, it for, really is. It's a horrible name for a streaming network. I All like right, it, so but got, not for that network. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, we got two very cool um, 
documentaries uh, headed our way involving things from the, uh, the 80s. One is called The Orange Years, which is basically the origins and beginnings of the Nickelodeon Network, or oh. a.k.a. the anti-Disney the anti -Disney channel. He, he going somewhere totally different. Uh, the, way, the way things are going, I was like, oh, no, that's not, uh, no, I don't want to watch that. No, but no, they released a thing called the uh, the trailer for the Orange Years. Uh, and if you're a fan of a lot of the Nickelodeon, you know, all the stuff, you know, you can't you can't do that on television. And, and hey, dude. Hey, dude. And, and Rugrats and all that stuff. It's all, Ren and Stimpy, it's all mentioned in there, but it all mentioned, like, you know how like they were like we think this is there's no way this is gonna work and like the woman who created literally was like I'm gonna be fired in a week coming up with this <laughs> idea it was like that and then you know taking Nickelodeon taking off to what it is so there's that is it gonna mention pinwheel it's probably gonna mention everything please pinwheel pinwheel spinning around no anybody no yeah oh Wait, pinwheel no, Pinwheel was a, a sh it was actually called the Pinwheel Network first. Oh. And it was, uh, there was a show called Pinwheel, which still aired when it was called Nickelodeon, called Pinwheel, which mm. was kind of like an alternative to Sesame Street. And I'm the only old asshole that remembers that show. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, everybody finally came around on the other show I only remembered up until 10 years ago, which was Zoobly Zoo, which everybody all of a sudden remembers that. I know Zoobly Zoo. Hell I know yeah. Zoobly Zoo. Ben Revere for life, buddy. Yeah, uh, Ben uh, Ben Vereen was in Vereen, yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, all of a sudden people are like, I remember Zubli Zoo. Yeah, where were you for the last 30 years? I know Zubli Zoo. Son of a bitch. Um, also, another really cool documentary that I'm actually looking forward to is Wolfman, got, Wolfman Has Nards, or Wolfman Got Nards, which is basically the documentary of Monster Squad and how this little film that didn't think was going to be anything became a cult classic and it has a huge fandom uh, and like that. And of course, appearing in this one because he, he was a big Ghostbusters fan. So of course he was in a Ghostbusters documentary. Uh, our good friend Matthew Cardona appears in this uh, one too, AKA Zack Ryder, because he's also a huge Monster Squad fan. He's so he, just a huge nostalgia. Yeah, he's he, a huge nostalgia. He just likes Monster Squad because there's a 59 caddy in it and that's what the Ecto-1 chassis was. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Sorry, I just threw that. I just threw that nerd re reference in so hard; it's not even funny. But yes, we actually have a a, a Wolfman Got Nards documentary uh, coming about. I, I, awesome. I, I, it's crazy though because, like, I like they show clips of like the conventions and the gatherings for it, and I'm like, "There's really a thing for this? I did not know this existed. Where the hell was I during this?" You right. Know? Like what the and then they stayed like the main one they showed was you know the, the cool kid out of the group with the leather jacket they showed him all grown up and it's like you didn't grow much did you? <laughs> no no he's like still the same height Aww. still a little still a little kid voice just white hair and a couple and pounds just a little guy yeah that poor thing. so we got so definitely if you have not yet at least check out the trailers for the Orange Years and Wolfman Got Nars now the last one is gonna cause this month's Foxy, Foxy, Nerd Rage. We've got Privy <laughs> 2. The Craft Reboot Continuation? Reboot, make a convention kind of traffic stanza thing. And go! So our, our friend Joaquin said it nicely. This is a reboot quill. Reboot quill. It's a reboot quill. Okay? Mm -hmm. But to, to preface, 
I'm not gonna do what everybody thinks I'm gonna do and like flip out. Okay. No, I'm not gonna do Thank that. Thank you, Jerry Maguire. Okay? I obviously love the original movie, The Crap. Okay. It, even though back then it bothered me a bit because I was studying witchcraft before that, and then that came out, and then everyone's like, "Oh, I'm a witch." I'm like, "Go fuck yourself." But I'm not entirely mad at this movie. I fully accept the fact there there will be a but. Hold on. I fully accept the fact that this movie is not made for me. This movie is made for young adults right now. It is not made for me. I get it. Um, it was the trailer though was confusing. Because, again, it showed that this is a remake. But then it showed that, no, this is a reboot. But then it showed, no, this is a sequel. So, of course, I'm sitting here confused. You know, they say, oh, it's a whole new story. It's a whole new take. However, they're following the basic storyline of the original. They have exact quotes and scenes from the original. But then they lead to it in being a sequel by showing a Polaroid photo of the lead character, Nancy, from the first craft, which, might I just say, would be impossible to get that Polaroid photo of her from the original craft because the scene in which that photo was taken was a scene from the movie. Nobody had a camera. Okay? So I'm just going to put that there. Um, this version of the craft uh, does not touch on much of the dark parts of it, like the original craft one was. The original craft was rated R, labeled as a horror, simply because of the theme of witchcraft, whereas this one seems a little bit more fantastical. Uh, there's a little bit more CGI footage within the trailer, which clues it to being like Disney made it. Like, it's just too glittery and, 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 and mall witch um, <laughs> for me. Not 90s mall witch, like now mall witch because 90s mall witch was hot topic and this mall witch is like for hot, 21 hot, hot topic now <laughs> hot topic now oh my god <laughs> oh my god hot topic now i don't think i should be talking about this i'm an old goth woman no <laughs> i am an old goth woman no way. i am that old you're a hag <gasps> i am <laughs> you the h word oh my god i am you never use that <laughs> word against it to a witch that's cool. That's why I said it. Oh wow. Well, okay. uh, Fox, I hate to break it to you, but are you? Are you? I'm sorry. Are you finished? Did you want to? I just wanted to end it all off with the fact that I don't hate it. I know a lot of people probably would expect me to hate it because I'm anti remake because you know I, I'm very pro original idea. But again, this isn't made for someone like me. This is made for a younger audience. Maybe a couple new baby witches will come out of this in real life. And that's awesome. You know, let, let these girls find some spirituality in the crafts. That, that's future, great. Yeah, future hags. Yes, future hags. So, I mean, I, 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 I accept this. I accept this one actually more than I accept the Charmed reboots. Um, and I, I don't know. It, it looks like it could be good. I'll watch it eventually. I'm not running to watch it. Just but forget it's connected to anything. Yes. Just just take it as it is, and I'll, I'll watch it eventually, and I'm, I'll probably scream and shout. But, you know, I, I'm not hating it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the wise old hag that's saying it's okay. Mm -hmm. okay. It's so mature of me. 
I'm so proud of you, my little girls growing up. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I have to say, you know, all the things, you, the topics that you mentioned, um, Saved by the Bell and, and, uh, and the Craft and um, uh, Wolfman's Got Nards and uh, Monster University. You're lamenting your age or your, your oldness, uh, Foxy. Uh, if you're old, then I guess I've got one foot in the grave because all that, all those things you named came out when I was in my 30s. So I no. missed all of that. I've never oh. seen one episode of Saved by the Bell. I've never seen uh, one episode of, uh, of, of anything on Nickelodeon. Uh, again, I was in my 30s then, so all, I missed all that. I had no, not even in any Ren and Stimpy or anything like that. I was too busy forging my, you know, my past and looking for a career and not getting laid and all that other stuff to even worry about that stuff. And the craft, I know what a big hit that was for young women, not just for young Wiccans, but for young women because the there was no um, female empowering movies back then for for women of that age. So that it was the craft, and that was it. Uh -huh. This is way before you know Friends or way before Charlie, da uh, you know the, the Charlie Angels movies or just any female yeah. team empowering film. So I know the craft is a touchstone for many uh, a oh, yeah. young woman of your generation. So I can understand the jadedness or even the. And I just heard, I just from social media. I didn't know there was one, Foxy, so I saw it on social media. Every woman your age freaking out that there was a craft anything. To them, mm -hmm. to a lot of them, that movie should not be touched. It shouldn't be remade, yeah. it shouldn't be rebooted, there should be no sequel. It's done. It was a, it was a perfect movie for that time. Great cast, great looking cast, everything it, it ended, and that and you have that to to mm -hmm. hold on to as a symbol of your youth. To bring it back, even if it has any connection to the original, the best way to look at it is through fresh eyes. You you said yeah. it's not for you. It's an, this is for a, a new generation of future hags. Um, it may it may be great and may suck. I'm sure you're watching with your arms folded and you know that kind of thing. And it may be, it may take you a couple of tries to uh, to get through it. But uh, I I want to. I'd like to hear your your take on it when you do see it, but I know it, it was not met with any type of positivity. I'm um, mm -hmm. of all the, the the even my in my own family, my niece who I took to see the original craft, um, she was upset that there was even talk of any type of new craft. So yeah, I, I, I feel your pain. Let me from from a. From a you know, teenage girl growing up standpoint, yes, total female parent, like you said. And again, this one, this is going to be that for this generation. I'm totally cool with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, I haven't seen it. When I do, I could judge it more fairly. From a witchcraft standpoint, though, this one isn't as rooted in real witchcraft as opposed to the original either. Like right. the original, they had Wiccans on standby to really help them go through the motions of the, the, the actress that played the shop owner in the original craft was a high priestess. Um, two mm -hmm. actresses from the original 
um, the one that played Nancy Rizaval, she ended up buying and owning her own witchcraft store in California. Rachel True, she is a practicing Wiccan to this day and that does tarot yeah. readings and has a book and she's paved the way for women of color in the Wiccan tarot and occult world. So it's quite amazing. Mm -hmm. I hope that brings to light to the younger generation the same thing. And it doesn't make it all fluff and glitter and you know, love spells. <laughs> but beyond all that, beyond all yes. that, Craig. Yes. So I was told to watch Watchmen, and yes. Dan was told to watch The Last Boy Scout. I think you need homework now. I think you need to watch Saved by the Bell. I really don't think I need to watch Saved by the Bell. See, what I'm giving you... I'm what I it is not a, a do as I say, not as I do. You flake, you oh, goddamn no, no, flake. No, no. Yo, yes it is. Can I no can I can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Why? Now this is not um I've had ample opportunity to watch Saved by the Bell. Again, I've had 30 years to to watch it. When it came out in the nineties on Saturday afternoons or Saturday mornings, I was sleeping way into the afternoon. So I missed every every Saturday morning cartoon or whatever that came about. Say, most of the 90s shows I missed, Saved by the Bell, Boy Meets World, Full House, Full, missed all of those. The reason why I have no interest in seeing a Saved by the Bell, watching that show now, is because it, uh, I've seen so many uh, scenes from it. I've gotten to know so many of the characters from there. I saw showgirls in a theater. So I don't need to see Elizabeth Berkeley as a young woman. Really, you paid really money for that movie. <laughs> yeah, it throws it to a different context. I, it, 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 but it, I mean, it, but it didn't grab me back then. Fox is what I'm saying. Like, cause I, again, I've had more than enough time to sit down and watch it, and I had no interest in it just because I didn't. It, it didn't. It does not resonate. It didn't. It doesn't touch me. It doesn't resonate with me. I had the same feeling as I did when I when Breakfast Club came out. Breakfast Club came out the year I graduated from high school. And everyone on earth is saying, oh, this speaks to your generation. This is John Hughes made a film for your generation. Didn't speak to me. This is the most yeah. non-diverse <laughs> cast I've ever seen in my life. All I saw is rich white kids with problems. I'm supposed to commiserate with that? <laughs> and it's the same thing with Saved by the Bell. Where, uh, you get Lark Voorhees, great, that but... Exactly, that is exactly why you should watch it, because... Making fun of white people. You will get to see and get infuriated over best examples in the world of white, white people. <laughs> you will learn. You will learn the 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 downside of taking caffeine pills when you want to study. That's but how I find it. The next day. The, the, and, and Foxy, I'm not. I'm not saying no to your request. I'm only putting it in the proper context. Dan, I asked you to see a movie that's 30 years old. That's just one movie. That's 90 minutes of your life. Yep. Foxy, I'm asking you to watch Watchmen, which won seven Emmys, and it's only eight episodes of the most historically important culture graphic novel of our times. Okay? You're asking me to look at a series of eight seasons of <laughs> no, You understand? Watch one episode replay on TBS. I was going to suggest even just one season. Just one season. One season. Which season? One you pick a season, I'll watch. Because I've seen oh, episodes. No, don't, don't, because that means I'm going to have to watch The Last Boy Scout, and I'm ADD as fuck, and I'm not going to remember to do it. 
No, go ahead. Well, no, look up. We have a month. Yeah, next month. Next. Next month is our Halloween episode. We're all gonna be dressed up, so we have a month to. He can watch one season. You have to watch Watchmen, and I will watch the Last Boy Scout tonight. I just had to throw something out there because we all have watch homework, and it was like, oh wait a minute, we got something. We were just trying to get something on Craig. (laughs) And you went with Stay by the Bell. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, setting the bar high there, huh? Homework for Dave. Danielle wants homework for Damien, and Harry says, I'm still in shock. Craig is as age as he is. Yeah, yeah, Harry's over there. Harry's over there talking about how good he looks. Craig still looks 20 years younger than Harry. <laughs> no, in all seriousness. No, seriously, that is, that like, that, that's, I, we would never figure for yeah. a bubble like that. Yeah, I know, no, I, I know that's true, because I, I still think he's younger than me. I'm very immature, so that helps. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> That being said, to preface the to to reference Jesus SNLs of Christ. old and preface the return of SNL, that's the news, and I am out of here. <laughs> ah, see, I'm with it. Yeah, uh, you're old too. Look at that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kiss my. Ass. See, I I'm always remember the very first episode. Hey guys, I, w- I watched that. Hey guys, let's let's uh, let's let's talk about something for a second. Harry says I look forty years older than I am. What do you guys think? I think you look at least 20 years older than you are. Thank you. <laughs> no, I would tag you for mid-30s. Thank yeah. you. I would yeah. still say, yeah, I would say early 30s. You would say early 30s? Yeah. Fuck you, Harry, you bald bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that being said, so these 80s documentaries are like that are bleeding us into our, our main topic of the evening, or our main discussion, rather. This is the real debate. The true debate, the debate that everybody wants to know about, playtime is over. Bullshit. So basically, a step from um, us quickly just, you know, talking yesterday about, you know, Dan's new toy, as always. And um, <laughs> basically compare, though, like, toys slash playtime from our generations versus now where it's just like, especially for us in a, in a, in a, in a parental position where it's like toys have now more so made a transition to like collectibles in the sense where it's like you know you go to target or whatever like that like how do you select like a toy for your kid that's kind of cool without it just being but it's like oh no wait that's a collectible they really can't i don't want to spend the extra money and for them to play with that because it's a collectible or the funko debacle like you mentioned or the gi joe target debacle that i have mentioned and or how we've even talked about, and just been watching YouTube, how, you know, all these super cool things were literally made just for the rich white kids in the suburbs that you could never get. Like the USS flag. Uh-huh. The USS flag. Or Castle Grayskull. I had Castle Grayskull. Or She-Ra's Princess of Power Castle. Yeah. Which I had via my dad finding it in a rich white kid's garbage because he was a garbage man. Exactly. So... <laughs> Uh, let's start out with, let's start out with Craig, you know, since Craig's got us, you know, got us in terms of like, you know, he'll know things more done than we do. So like, what were like your greatest like toy memories or like the greatest toy you had, whatever you remember coming up as a kid that was like, this was a, this was a toy. This was it. This was a thing for me. Damien, I'm going to tell you a story about my personal hero. Um, and I don't even care if I'm dating myself because. Uh, other than Bruce Lee, uh, Evil Knievel was all I lived and died for. Um, Evil Knievel, uh, 
uh, listeners of Nerd Herder was the original uh, Daredevil. He jumped his motorcycle over buses, uh, over many cars, uh, tried to jump the Grand Canyon once, but um, broke every bone in his body many, many times over, but always walked away. He dressed like a superhero. He had the stars and stripes everywhere. He rode a motorcycle with wheelies and had a cape. Uh, he was a, a he was a superhero to me because no matter how many times he fell and he got right back up and he wanted to do it again. He broke every bone in his body, his back, every bone in his back, jumping 13 buses at Caesar's Palace. He came back and jumped 14 buses because he said 13 is an unlucky number. So I revered Evil Knievel and found out his middle name is Craig. So he was born Robert Craig Knievel. So uh, my sixth birthday, um, he, when Evil Knievel was on World, Wide World of Sports, it got the highest ratings of anything that the Wide World of Sports ever did. Uh, look it up. It's a huge, um, did average 40 million viewers on a Sunday afternoon just to watch Evil Knievel jump. <clears throat> um, my sixth birthday, I spent in the summer at my grandmother's house, and all I wanted was the Evil Knievel cycle. It's a, I had an Evil Knievel action figure, but it came with a motorcycle that you came on a ramp and you wound it up and he would do wheelies, it would do flips. I made whole main ramps, he could jump it over. That's all I wanted for my birthday. I didn't, I didn't want anything for Christmas. I didn't want anything for just Evil Knievel, stunt cycle. That's it. I go to the um, supermarket with a uh, my aunt who was wa watching me, we were in summer home and I see the Eva Knievel big box with the stunt cycle. Beg my mom and my Aunt Marva to get it for me. They say no. I go out the next day. We, it's a supermarket, but it's got like toys in the back. It's one of those old time five and dime um, stores yeah. that they don't have anymore. Again, I was there for the, for, for the summer, but every day we're going there, I'm watching this Eva Knievel and I'm begging nothing. I scream and cry, and you're your parents, so you understand how futile this is. I'm on the floor at the five and dime, crying in a pool of my own tears and snot bubbles for not them not buying it for me. I needed this. You didn't understand. I got dragged out like I was a perp, you know, on the floor because I wouldn't get this. Wouldn't get. They wouldn't get it for me. I didn't understand why. The people that said they love me couldn't do this for me. It's my birthday coming up that weekend. I didn't come out of my room to celebrate their birthday cake, present, nothing. I didn't want to talk to anybody because they wouldn't buy me this. My mom had bought it for me the week before we came. That's why they didn't <laughs> buy it for me there. So when I got it, I was uh, over the moon until uh, I broke the handlebar on it. And then uh -oh. I was back to tears and everything. So... Uh, this was before super glue kids, so I had to use rubber cement and rubber band to take the handlebar back onto Evil Knievel. So you had the stunt cycle with the Evil Knievel, the right hand handlebar looking like that, and the left handlebar had the big bulbous blob of rubber bands and rubber cement holding the handlebar together so I could make my jumps. For So the Evil Knievel stunt cycle was the only toy that mattered. And it went with the Evil Knievel rocket that he used to jump over the Snake River, the Evil mm -hmm. Knievel mobile home, uh, the Evil Knievel dirt bike, but all red, white, and blue, stars and stripes, all wheels, all, you know, it was like that replaced Hot Wheels to me, which was that the whole Evil Knievel set. So 
Yeah. That was my uh that was my uh my white star spangled whale. Oh, that that's an amazing. And for those that are not privy, Evil Knievel is obviously the inspiration for those that came up later to Super Dave Osborne. Super Dave Osborne was a take, a comedic take on yeah. Evil Knievel. And the odds Very that, cool uh, Damien, it's that the, the jumps that BMX bikers are doing now are 20, 20, 30 yards longer than Evil Knievel ever jumped, you know, in his life. And but he was the at, first. Yeah, he he did it first. You're right. Yes. He did it first. He did it first. Do we have Dan back, or is he still doing his mystery uh, changing? I think uh, Dan, was, Dan was playing with himself before we went on the air. I guess I've been playing myself there. the old time, Craig. And we still have no picture of him. I know, but what? 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 You're going to ask what you me what? What are you going to ask me? Well, the question was, is, okay, you know, before we get into like what, why it made the transition to collectibles and everything like that, and how it's kind of ruining today's playtime for kids is what was your as a kid not today not this week <laughs> well uh, your your ultimate toy growing up as a kid what was the thing for you well hey, Damien, <laughs> well, Damien <laughs> let me ask you a question uh i don't know if you've know this but i like ghostbusters a lot i can't see shit in this by the way <laughs> <laughs> are you going mining later on dan hey, spelunking what? In your future? What's going on? Oh, um, God damn it. It's, I can't see shit in that. Uh, how do they do it? <laughs> how pre- uh, well, the, well, theirs actually worked. Mine are fake. Um, <laughs> so it was Ghostbusters, man. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with my Ghostbuster toys, and here's the hate part. Uh, my dad was also a collector, and now I can't turn it off. Oh, I can't turn it off. I swear <laughs> my toy works. Um my dad was a toy collector too, and he did the G.I. Joes and the, 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 the stuff he grew up with, and he should know better than to do what he did. And I'm going to out him right now uh, on the show. Um, am I the guy that jumped the legends on Raw? Man, I'm, I, haven't, I have, <laughs> have no idea what that means. So, yeah, sure, Harry. Um, explain that to me later, Craig. I had every real Ghostbusters toy. Um, I, my grandmother, I was the first Italian grandchild. So my grandmother, this Polish Italian woman, every day that she babysat me was like, what else can we get him? What else can we get him? What else can we get him? So between my parents and I had to divorce parents. So I had like four different families. I had all the real Ghostbuster stuff. And my prized possession was the Ghostbusters firehouse. And one day my stepmother and father decided I was too old for them and they disappeared. All of them, everything, all gone. This is a true story. I love them both. You have to. Uh, And I don't have ill will towards them, but every every Christmas I like to rub that in with him. Be like, yeah, remember, and it's easier now because <laughs> he had a stroke, so he can't be, quit catch me as quickly. Um, <laughs> he he would appreciate that joke. He's fine. Um, right yeah, so it was all gone one year. Just one day, poof, we threw it out. They gave it away. Yeah. But um, so I have PTSD, which is probably why I bought this. <laughs> That's like the 
equivalent of saying, Mom, where's the dog? We come home. <laughs> well, they, went to the, they went to the farm. By the way, this is a preview of next week. Um, no, I, the, I, I mentioned Dad being collector. He had all the original G.I. Joes. I'm talking about 12-inch from 64. Yeah. And, all that stuff. and he gave those away to a guy that later got arrested. He never saw him again. Oh. And he never learned his lesson and gave my shit away. And I was like, uh, I didn't um, I didn't sign up for this. Agree to this. And every time I'm over his house, I always look up the Ecto-1 or the Ghostbusters Firehouse price on eBay. I'm like, yeah, he gave that away, huh? Hmm. Good job, Dad. I'm fine. He just wanted to impress you a little bit because um, her, her, her family like threw nothing away prior to like her and no, I No, my, my father. Her you know, my my mom throws everything. So there's like bins, there's out. like bins of toys down there and stuff down there from like way back. Yes. And I know because like this is gonna break your heart a little bit, Dan, because we know the value of the Ecto One. God damn it! You know the Ecto One <laughs> is a lot of money. Yeah. You know now it's like the original. Yeah. So you know, I'm going through all the toy bins once, and I found not one, but two Ecto Ones down there. Hmm. <laughs> With parts missing and hoods, miss- doors and everything missing, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And these two things were probably put together. Holy shit! <laughs> you know, it's a, it, it's like a cool find yet depressing at the same time. It's like, oh my god! Wow. All right. I had both of the Ecto. So- I had both the Ectos, man. Remember, it came back out after Ghostbusters two, and you had to. The electronic boards you can put the sticker on. I'm just going to get yeah, set. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Miss Foxy Foxy, you're an yeah. ultimate toy growing up as a kid. Um, the Rachel True doll? <laughs> I mean, I, I had a lot of stuff because, again, you know, my dad was a garbage man who worked in like the upper white, rich areas of Jersey, and, you know, they would throw out a lot of new things, so I got them. A lot of the stuff I had was secondhand. I loved it, nonetheless. I did shit. That means it was great. Um, I guess you could say the one thing I have that I really, really wanted once, that I actually got, because let's be real, even till this day, Barbie 57 Chevy. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. It was like Vintage. blue and the interior was pink, you know, and had the convertible top, but I was like, down. Gorgeous freaking thing because it was part of the whole like 50s Barbie line that came out because they had her with like a polka dot poodle skirt and you can get the little playset that had jukebox, which I actually got that too. If I'm right. My gra- that was the year my grandmother was like, toys. So, yeah, but like that, I kept that thing around until I was like at least 15, because fun fact, I played with my Barbies up until 13 years old, because I don't have a lot of friends. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fun. Yeah. But they were the Nile 2 and O dolls. Ah. I used the Nile 2 and O dolls and the 6-star Chevy. Brenda and Dylan forever. Of course. 
Jesus Christ. Nice. You, have a, you have a tiny peach pit after dark, too? I would have loved that. Uh, that would have been cool. Uh, that would have been so cool. Yeah, uh, see, I have to qualify. I have to qualify here now. I said I missed all the 90s stuff. I missed Saved by the Bell. I missed Boy Meets World. But every single week, I went with the class of Beverly Hills wherever they went. I never missed one episode of 90210 or spinoff Melrose Place. I had absolutely no business watching it. Couldn't relate to anyone in that in that show, but I did never, never missed an episode. Absolutely better. A lot of the shows that you did mention, I would only watch be like peer pressure. Like, oh my God, right. you have to watch Boy Meets World. So I'd watch an episode like this really sucks. I didn't like, I didn't even watch Boy Meets World. The right. whole house is like, oh. Also, I'll do this one for all of you because I know you're all chiming. Nobody else? Nobody? You, you missed it. She did it. Jesus, anyway. You were late. We're not coordinated. No, you're not coordinated. Uh, I'm a drummer. Uh, excuse me. I'm a drummer. There's a delay. I, I, I was perfect. <laughs> I was there. Uh, okay. so, 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 should I go on with my toy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, mine was kind of a, a tie because, but. The one thing, you know, growing up, you know, G.I. Joe, Transformers, He-Man, and then, of course, like, there was the big, the, the first big drop of, like, the WFLJN toys, the, the, the you know, rubber jams. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, so, the first one out of the two, because, again, it's a tie, near and near the first one out of the two is um, the first line of WBF toys. I mean, because obviously, well, let's face it, once I saw yeah. that in the 80s, we kind of know where my life went from there. <laughs> <laughs> but the cool thing about it was, is again, you know, it's like I was back and forth a lot between my parents, but I was always closer to my dad, henceforth why I eventually just stayed with my father. And that's why, you know, people know the story. I like to see my dad. Um, he was in the, uh, like, he would do like oil delivery in like the winter months and concrete delivered in the summer months so of course the winter months oil was you know 80s very good money so he like really like he did so well he just like really surprised me like that christmas morning as a kid i think it was 85 86 when the toys first came out and then it was just like i i got the ring and I don't know how many wrestlers. The funny thing is, out of all of them, I didn't get Hulk Hogan. And those that know me know I was not a Hulkamaniac as a kid. I was the Dynamite Kid and Ricky Steamboat. And like those are my main two. Dynamite Perfect. Kid and Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. So, so I had Ricky Steamboat, so I was already happy. I was like, I got a ring, <laughs> I got Ricky Steamboat. It's like, and then it was like, oh, I got Randy Savage. Oh, I got Iron Cheek. Oh, I got Nikolai Volkov. I had, like, he got me like everybody but Hulk Hogan, because I think everybody bought Hulk Hogan. Right. But I was okay with this. So I was like, ah, I don't need Hulk Hogan. So like that was my first one, and like I I could just remember like, oh my god, like just everything else just stayed in my toys chest, and it was just like the ring and the wrestlers, and then of course that He Man became like a really big thing, and then like she knows because I've told her is the one thing I said I wish I could always have back, and I seen a video of a guy get like the like the the Thundercats layer. Uh -huh. Grown man, his wife got him the Thundercats layer, brand new. Somehow he found it, and he literally cried, like he cried, like, like a little bit. Like such an emotional thing to his child. And I told her, like that would be my feeling if I got Castle Grayskull back. Like I loved that thing so much. Like it was like you know just. And funny thing, there's nothing animatronic about it. It was just decals with like lame artwork and everything like that, mm -hmm. and little plastic things you plug you you. you, you you know, you pieced into it, but it was like, 
it was the coolest thing. And the one really cool thing I love too was like the He-Man sword was technically the key for the for the drawbridge. Like you put the sword in, you, like I did. Of course, you know, then it opens. I mean, the drawbridge would open regardless. But and, and as our kids, like, oh, oh, the sword opens it. And then he kind of related to cartoons, like, He-Man never used the sword to open the drawbridge on Castle Grayskull, so what the hell is it? But it didn't matter. It was, like, so cool. And, like, those were, like, the two probably biggest toys. It was definitely my, my LJNs, which is why, like, whatever we have downstairs, like, I've been kind of, like, working on re- uh, refurbishing them and mm-hmm. making them nice or like that. It's, like, right now, from the pictures I've, I put on Instagram for the man caves, I've got the British Bulldogs and uh, Mr. Fuji out, which I think always <laughs> should have been a pair of them. They should have yeah. turned the bolos here and put them together with Mr. Fuji, but that's for another time. <laughs> uh, and of course, Ricky Steamboat. You know, like, of I have the Ricky Steamboat. I gotta have Ricky Steamboat. And like that. But those are like my my ultimate favorites. And then it bleeds into the subject again, like you said, uh, Craig, and everything like that. Or, or and same thing, Dan. Like the toys that we had had then like now are collectibles mm-hmm. and like that. And the funny thing is, one of the most um, highest priced LJN wrestlers. Is actually the little uh, little made um, alternative Hulk Hogan version, which is really? basically him with the white T-shirt, white knee pads, oh. and, and ripping, ripping the shirt and everything. Oh. That one's worth uh, over five hundred, five hundred to six hundred dollars. Wow! In a minute, if you find it, really. But so <laughs> then again, so now okay, the transition as I'm saying was okay. So back then, you know, we bought our toys for fun. Um, mm-hmm. Dan, you great on this because again, you said your dad was a collector and collected the GI Joes and everything like that. And but like now, it seems like the toys that come out, like we watch Toy Fair and everything like that, and we get excited as adults and the collectors. But then I, like occasionally, I sit back and we sit back as parents and we go, okay, but our kids like these, but do we get them and let them play with them? Because I mean, they're toys. But also, it's like it's kind of like the one example I use is like today's WWE figures, right? Yeah. Okay, so you, you got the basic model that comes out that's like less than $10. But of course, all the details aren't there, right? Mm-hmm. So the kids don't want that one. Then you get to <laughs> the next level one has a little more detail and everything like that, and that's like $60, $70. But then you got the elite version, which is the one our oldest son always wants, and that's the one that's about 25 bucks that everybody <laughs> freaking collects. And some of them, like, we, I had to pre-order, like, everybody knows our middle child is the dark child. So, of course, his favorite right now is The Fiend. And we cannot hear enough about the fiend. <laughs> I had to pre-order the fiend figure like what four months or whatever before it even came out. I think so. Sounds about I had to right. Like four months before he even came out. The moment it was like pre- available pre-order, I was like, okay, pre-order. And then another one he wanted was like Pete Dunn. So I I wasn't privy to the fact that Pete Dunn had already had his first figure come out. So I said, okay, well let me check online. Let me see if I can find it. Sold out here. Sold out there. Sold out here. Sold out there. Mind you, this figure is only a couple of short months old. Yeah. I find it on eBay for upwards of $200 to $300. What? Because he was a Target exclusive. Oh, that more Lord. than likely never made it to the shelf. That more than likely never made yeah. it to the shelf. It's going to bring me to, G- to the G.I. Joe controversy uh, as well that's currently going on. So but, it's a rarity. Yeah. Yeah. So And then, so it's like, again, so... How do you then, as a parent or whatever, or aunt or uncle or whatever, go justify buying what's now considered a collectible as a toy for children? And how do you feel like it, it hinders like kids' current playtime? You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it, exactly. It's like <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm at a loss. 
I, I, it's you know, because us growing up, we were like, "Fuck it, I want that toy," and that was that. Yeah, we exactly. didn't think it was going to be worth anything, and go lo and behold, all the toys like you, that evil can evil thing, forget about yeah. it. Like, yes, that thing is priceless now. Or even like again, the Castle Grayskull or the Barbie thing or any of all those real yeah. Ghostbusters, they're all worth like so much money now. And had we known, yes, you know, we would have <laughs> held on to them. Dan would have held on to them regardless. <laughs> you know? But yeah, the, and it I, wasn't I, my fault. <laughs> I get it, but see, and the and the thing about uh, toys then they were so you know disposable. I had the original GI Joes. I had the GI Joes that were that were fourteen inches that were like big. They came in a box and it with cellophane on it, and um, you didn't open and you open it, you ripped the box open, and and that was it. Yeah. We had no idea about uh, mint condition and about uh, or, or or we don't. I didn't know what a collectible was. These were yeah. things that you played with until the next big toy came out. And then that previous toy was on the floor, get stepped on by your mom, told I'm going to throw it out or throw you out if I have to step on this again. And Hot Wheel tracks were made for beating my ass. They weren't made for just for the cars. Yeah, after, they get you, good, know, you were done. You get a good them. spin on that. Exactly. And Not that kind like, of 14 inches. Same thing with the cars. I Today's toy market is it's. It's a market. It's like it's not. Yeah. They're not even. I don't even see kids playing. Not kids anymore. Yeah. This is and, what they play with now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and it even says it like on the, a lot of the toy boxes that you see in the stores. It says collectible. It's like no longer. It's just collectible. And it's like okay. So, and then she brought up a really great point with the Funkos. Yeah. Yes. Are they just made just to be collected? You don't. They don't take. You don't well, take them out of the box. She's keyed in on them with the Funkos now because Funko has become, I think, a little bit too big for their big, bridges. Big bridges. Uh, yeah, Funko basically decides themselves what's a collectible and what's not, and not, not necessarily by saying, "Oh, X amount of these are being made." What they do is they quote unquote vault it. Just like there's the Disney vault where, oh, we're going to release this movie for a bit of time. You can buy it. Oh, and now you can't. It's in the vault. Funko right. literally does the same exact thing. Really? The best example would be um, a current one, technically, yet yeah, not. Um, years ago, when Funko first started, mm -hmm. they had an Ozzy Osbourne Funko pop. And, of course, like, oh, that's so cool. This is when Funko's first starting. You can find them literally everywhere and no big deal. Yeah. Well, fun fact, they vaulted that, which basically means if you got it, you got it, and that's it. They didn't tell anyone they vaulted it at all. Now, that thing is a super collectible, which leads into the fact that they're releasing a brand-new Ozzy Osbourne Funko Pop in October, via Hot Topic exclusive. And which brings on the whole, if you don't pre-order it, and you don't get this version, you're screwed. Yeah, but I pre-ordered it, so they, I'm not screwed. Me too. They've <laughs> done to so many Funko Pops. I've looked them up. One, like, the amount of Funko Pops I own that I've unboxed, I don't give a shit, okay. that are yeah, same. absolutely amazed me. For example, there was an American Horror Story Funko Popalon of various different seasons. Damien got me my favorite character from Coven, which was Misty Day. Out of all the entire line, they vaulted her. Randomly. You could find every other pop 
but, but they, they will pick and choose which ones they're just going to go and say, you know what, we're vaulting that. All of the Disney Bambi Funkos. <laughs> like, a majority of their first waves for obvious reasons, mm-hmm. but they will purposely, like I said, pick and choose what they're going to take and vault, and you'll never find ever again. Here's an example. Gritty. Mm-hmm. The, fu- the the mascot everybody loves, even though they won't admit it, because I'm right and they're wrong. Um, kidding. But the Funko Pop, this is when I learned that if you don't pre-order it, you're never going to get it. Because this no. guy is now, if you uh, a real one boxed is no less than $50. Mm-hmm. I got, I, I, from now on, to me, if I want a Funko, it's like you said. They've made it such to the point where everybody thinks it's collectible. Even though a lot of them, I can still go to the store and find. I never had a fun yeah. problem. I got all the Ghostbusters series, uh, the series one, the series two, and the last movie. No problem. <laughs> no problem. But after that, now that they say, hey, um, this is going to be released, I just pre-order. I, I don't hesitate. I pre-order Funkos if I want to. Yeah. The mis- and, and that's the sad thing about it. That's the sad thing about it is like, and again, it's, it's across the board too. Like I did this, like the amount of Game of Thrones Funkos we have is ridiculous. But like what I went through to, to get some of them, or like I had to like get like reproductions from China just to get certain ones that we couldn't get. Yeah. You know, and great, and it's like, look, we don't give a fuck about reproductions from China. It's just we wanted the fun call, and we got it. Like, but like, to get like the original Hound is like two hundred dollars. One of the Jamie Lannisters is like that. Um, um, like a bunch of them, which also again it goes into now what you're saying about if you don't pre-order it, you're screwed. Yep. I Snake Eyes is you know one of the all-time favorite GI Joes. So they've got this new line out now called GI Joe Classified. And there was a special edition of Snake Eyes, you know, came with the, the Arashikage, like, banner and a whole weapons thing and everything like that. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to pre-order. I'm going to get, I'm going to pre-order that bit. But I waited too long. The day it came out, it was gone in about five minutes and already, like, four times higher on eBay. Gone. So that's the only, that's, that's only the beginning of this whole G.I. Joe um, classified debacle that's going on now. The rest of the line has was slated to be released as Target exclusives. Mm. She goes to Target almost regularly. I said, hey, see if you spot, like, the Baroness with the motorcycle for me, or even if you've had a chance to spot the other Snake Eyes. I don't care. She's seen none of them. So I'm like, what the fuck? They're supposed to be out. I Google it, and there's a whole thing of people saying, yeah, I can't find them either. Whoever found them, good fucking luck, because I can't find them either. Which falls into the case of... They never made the shelves. They never make the shelves anymore. They never make the shelves. Because what's happening, what seems to be happening is people that that may work there or whatever are not putting them out and then buying them. Either they're supposed to put them out and then buy them as a, out during their break. And they're never in the floor. And then they wind up on eBay for like way, way, way more. This has been happening at uh, Walmart with my friend Petey Pop when it comes to the wrestling figures. He goes there... The collector, avid wrestling fan, he goes there when they open, when he know he knows when they're getting the shipment in because he wants to be able to buy them. They don't even bring the box out to put the stock on the shelves. Mm-hmm. They basically, they whoever is in charge of stocking when it comes to toys, see a dollar bill and they just hoard it in the back. 
it, it's and then, then you know bleeding into again our own children here. So you know, of course, Seth loves his wrestling, and Jace loves the wrestling stuff. So now we don't even get them. We rarely get them the toys off the shelves anymore because the ones they want aren't there, and I have no choice but to spend the extra dollars to get it from Wrestling Superstore, so he can have a collectible to play with. And it's like, what the hell? Like, when did toys stop being toys? When, 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 when nerd culture became okay. And it became, that's, and nerd, when, when nerd culture became profitable. Yeah. So all what? those years where, you know, in South Jersey, the names you got called for reading comic books and liking Ghostbusters as much as I did or anything, any cartoon or any nerd thing that I wanted, um, too bad. Now we make money off you. Yeah. Uh, it's it. It got to a point where I don't. I don't worry about the whole collection anymore, because I can't. Yeah. Um, because it's not that I don't have the money to spend. I'm not giving you that money to spend. Uh, you priced me out. I compare it to the, the music thing, where these bands will only release box sets together or special editions of albums for 130 fucking bucks. And I'm like, no, I'm good. No, I've heard it before. Thanks. Yeah. Unless it's Genesis. Um, they don't, they get a pass, but um, they, pr- they well, get ready. <laughs> get ready. There's another one coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, it, I um, I don't worry about the whole collection anymore. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. Um, like I was just watching that, uh, the last one and the one before all this uh, crap went down with lockdown, the Hasbro Pulse Con, and watching all these Ghostbusters toys come out because of this new movie that might, whenever that decides to come out, please live long enough, um. I was like, no, I only need about three of those things. I'm I'm good. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I also don't have the room. Is this coming from someone that immediately sent me the pre-order link for the new Ghost Funko Pop? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Did you see the mini, the keychain mini too? No, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't order that either. <laughs> me neither. I didn't know. No. So, now, now here's the thing. Like, you know, in terms of you guys, because like us as parents. Like, nieces and nephews, you know, they have birthdays coming about or whatever like that. Like, do you guys, like, have difficulty shopping for toys for them when it's, like, a birthday or Christmas like that? Like, because of situations like this? I ask uh, the parents right away because I, as a professional uncle, and that's <laughs> all I have with nieces and nephews and, and little cousins or friends that have kids that I consider, you know, my nieces and nephews. Because every year changes. Um, yeah. Because, you know, especially and, and the age – you have girls, you have boys. Uh, I have nieces. One year, you know, it's ball- it's ballerina stuff, and then next year it's um, uh, it was um, dinosaurs, and then it was uh, Care Bears, and she's older now. So then it was it, now it's Batgirl. Last year it was Batgirl, rather. A uh, year before that it was Catwoman, and now it's Harley stuff. So it it it, it but I ask because I I I can't keep up with trends. I can't mm-hmm. uh, deal with it. 
uh, I got the best advice from my mom, who was a, a school teacher, uh, elementary school. She taught for, for 23 years. Every year in Christmas, she would ask the kids, what do you want? What's the big toys for Christmas? What do you want? And she'd write down on the list. And every year, at least eight different things. And she'd write a top 10, and nine of them were completely different from the year before. So you will yeah. never, you can never, there's no one thing outside of clothes, um, picking a genre type deal or, or, or a, a thing, um, because I, I would buy them uh, uh, kids' books. Now they're all Marvel. All my, luckily, all my, my closest nieces and nephews are all Marvel. Stuff, but it's now it's like, what character? Yeah. Well, how, well like, Harley Quinn's a perfect example because like, yeah. she's so popular. Mm -hmm. in terms of everything across the board, you know, between kids to collectibles. Right. Now, like, have you crossed that bridge where it's like, okay, my niece wants this Harley Quinn figure and everything like that. And then you go to the store and it just, by luck and chance, it happens to be there and you go, this is not a toy, this is a collectible. Do I get it for her to ruin or do I get it because she really wants it? Like, have you crossed that inner debate with yourself? I I have not. I will. I would say if I it, it when it if it come if it came across that Damien, I would say I'm gonna get it for you because um I care that much about you. Take care of it. I will say. Okay, you but it, see that you have to add that. <laughs> I have to add that. I would never say that before because no one ever told me to take care of my toys. Here you go, kid. It's like thanks. Yeah. A week later, I was stepping on it or something. Yeah. But I would say take care of it. Okay, because I this I. You love Harley. I love you. So here it is. Take care of it. But at, honestly, but at the end of the day, it's her toy. So whatever exactly. she does with it, you know, I'll even say to her, her, her dad, All right, Dave, um, she's worth it, but I paid some bucks for this. All right. Because I know she likes it. So, you know, it, the, or it was hard to get it, or whatever the case would be. Yeah. 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 I'm Unlike not saying, don't, yeah, I'm not saying leave it in the box, but like, you know, keep, keep an eye on this one. You know, how about you, Dan? Have you have you crossed that with like like getting something for a child? Yeah, no, I don't. I can't think of anybody. <laughs> it's a long story. I don't talk to a lot of them anymore. Um, You're talking about the kids he gave up out of wedlock, yeah? No, no, I never had any kids because I was smart. Um, that I know. Hey, hey. no, I mean out of wedlock. <laughs> Not you, not a family. I just meant and leaving. Uh, <laughs> I I just heard him call you guys stupid, but go ahead. That's not what I said, Craig. Um, I uh, I meant as a child. Um, I'm calling Matt Fremont right now. Well, <laughs> at least somebody will get him to contact me. Oh Jesus! Um, so I have this. <laughs> God, I'm going to air dirty laundry. Uh, I have a relative who still makes six pages of a Christmas wish list because she doesn't know good touch, bad touch about how her age is and still is like, this is what I would like, spend a fortune. Uh, so I pick the cheapest <laughs> thing. Here, you know what? Yeah, oh. This is how I buy. If I really like you or really love you, I will spend spend i will get something that i will spend a little extra money on but i know what you love if i can't stand you i will do the absolute bare minimum since in life i get that back from you i'm petty as fuck i don't care uh as far as little kids it's weird um 
to be serious for a second, a lot of my nieces and nephews I don't see anymore because of a family rift after my stepfather died of the okay. drug addiction. They don't talk to me anymore. I didn't do anything. They don't reach out. I tried. Mm -hmm. I reached out. I tried to keep that family connection going. They barely contact my mom, his wife, uh, my stepfather's, uh, my stepfather's family. Yeah, that's where all the young well, kids were. That scenario, though, like, like, okay, say you were in that scenario, though, and you know, like, I'd tell them, I'd uh, ask uh, them what uh, the cheapest goddamn thing was I can get them, and I get it for them. <laughs> but like again, say, say again, like you were in a position of like, say, Craig and. And it was it was like a, a co-worker's daughter or something like that. Something like you felt like, you know what, I'm gonna get the kid a present. Why not? And the kid wants like the Harley, the new Harley Quinn thing. And then you go to the store, and again, same scenario. You find this Harley Quinn thing, and it's like, okay, this is not a toy, this is a fucking collectible. What do I do? Like what how would you like would You know you what? I, honestly, if that's what the kid wants, I don't care. As long as I don't have to witness the beating of this thing I spent money on. I don't, but that's again it's the hindsight thinking right it's like yeah. oh my god this is gonna get so ruined that's why i said take, take, take care of it my dad to 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 reverse that my dad to this day uh every year's buy every year buys me the hess truck so every mind. single year i have every hess truck from the year i was born and unfortunately the gauntlet was thrown down about playing with those toys because the first one i ever got from 83 when i was born the mirror mysteriously broke off the one side of the truck. And it was told to me rather sternly to not do that anymore. So from a certain year, they're still all in boxes. <laughs> Amazing. And I admit, like, like, again, you know, I, we get our, I get my kids the wrestlers. I'm, I'm the wrestling dad, of course, so I get them all the wrestling toys when it comes to Christmas. She's like, when Christmas comes around, she's like, wrestling's you. That's you and, your, you yeah. and my brother. You guys handle that for them. That's what you do. And, you know, since Jace plays with the wrestling toys with him now and everything like that, but every now and again, I don't know, it's like, that. again, again, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I played with my toys, and my dad was like, all right, just don't make a lot of fucking noise. But, and then that was it. He just didn't want a lot of noise. But, like, I hear the slamming of the toys and all like that, and I'm just thinking, and I, and I say, I say, Jace, don't mess them up. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, it's not even a matter of, the, it's like, yes, it's the noise, but the, I don't say, hey, keep the noise down only. I just, hey, you're going to mess them up. Right. And it's a shame because they're toys. You're supposed no. to beat the piss out of one, them. One of the better examples I can give, because it was an internal struggle for like a week. Um, Seth is a huge AJ Styles fan. Oh, yes. And we oh. found for him the AJ Styles figure, but made like the old 80s ones, you know, that... Kind of move back. So it, it's made like the little um the three inch jacks. Yeah. It's made like right. the little three inch jacks ones so, that they did now. You know, it's super cute. It's awesome. And he got it. He's like, well, well, what do I do with it? I can't play with it. I'm like, well, hang it up then. You love AJ Styles. Just put a you know, put a thumbtack and hang it nicely on your wall. All right, cool. It was like that for about a good year. And then he started playing an app game. Uh -oh. Wrestling. And inside that figure's box was this little scan code for the app game that he really wanted to scan. So for a week, can I open it? I just want to scan the code. Can I open it? I'm like, and we were just like, ah! it's like, I'm like, 
it's, 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 it's a toy, but it's kind of a limited edition thing. It's like so. Eventually, like yes, you can open it and you scan it to get your free super card card, and he scanned it, and it turned out to be a card he already had and didn't even want. You know, because like, like, also like, like WWE's also got that uh, WWE, uh, WWE Masters of the Universe things, which I'm thinking is like, it's the coolest fucking thing ever. Like, this, the ring looks like Castle Grace, so everything looks awesome. So I was like, hey, I'm gonna try to start like just finding some of those to collect myself. You know how expensive those little suckers are now, the Series One and everything. It's like, ah, I'm going on that. But it's just like, wow. again, it's like, I, I feel, I do feel bad for today's like modern generation of kids. It's like, again, they're losing out on, on, on the, like, the joy of playing with these toys without consequence. Now that it seems like there's a consequence on both ends. You know, like you give it to the kid, you're like, oh, I don't really want you to ruin it, but I know you really want it. And then the kid gets it and then they even get apprehensive. Oh, do I play with it or I leave it in the package? But it's also- And we never had that problem. Like when we got these toys as a kid, we were like, it's also a matter. It's also a matter, though. A lot of things that are made aren't made to be played with. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then their only option is I'm gonna pick up a controller then. Like there aren't really many yeah, everything, toys to literally. Yeah, play they're, they're, with. everything is so articulated and they're like that, and they're not made to play with. They're made to like look pretty because they'll break if you play with them, and it's just a toy. And you know, like our stuff was made durable. Like even I'm sure Craig, even after you did a little. You know, gluing thing on the evil canoe thing. That thing still probably had some good miles and jumps in it. Oh yes. Um, I I rode it so much, Damon, until I broke the other handlebar. So yes. Um, <laughs> like, it's still evil canoe. Like, yeah. They're they're so delicate, fragile now. Like they're not, they're not even made for the durability of playing with. No. Yeah. And exactly. Like, like so, what do we get a hit for a toy now? It's like that's a, that's why I, I again, this is where the argument was. I feel bad for like this generation's toys for kids because they don't have toys no. so afraid to breathe on this thing yeah <laughs> you know so like, and then like dan you know said you know it's true like so now they're only you know you stop playing your video games play with your toys i can't <laughs> i can't yeah. play with my toys they're collectibles <laughs> yeah I uh, it's, you brought up the WWF variations. That's the WWF. It's nineteen ninety six. Uh, the WWE Ghostbuster variations. I didn't even bother. There's mm-hmm. an example. I was like, you know what? I'm. I don't even feel like it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just too much to to bother with. But that was really just like you know they had the WWE Ninja Turtles, and I was like, hey, that's freaking cool. And all this up, but again, you know, like you don't play with them. Yeah. So they just, and then it's and then it creates more clutter on top of that. They're not even playing anyone. I just clutter. How am I gonna fit the fifteen hundred dollar Ecto One on my shelves that's this big if I get this little thing? Uh huh. Right. Mm-hmm. Seriously. That's like my problem with books. Yeah, that's yeah. a problem with books. Circle circle. <laughs> okay. Well, before this, before we wrap this up, let's 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 do the one thing. Because what's the one toy you didn't get to get as a kid that you did wish you had? Dan, go. Great. I can't even think of it. Oh, uh, the uh, G.I. Joe air, air, aircraft carrier. Never okay. had it. Never, never had okay. it. Wanted it so I, bad. <laughs> I knew one kid that had it. That was it. And the funny thing is the price margin on it back then, like now forget about it. Because, you know, again, it's a collectible. And even the remake is like Lord knows how fucking much. 
And I, I, I saw somebody's story recently, and it completely fucking pissed me off, and I told her about it. The price margin back in the 80s, was it was $100. Yeah. So, and by this standards, it was like nothing. But the guy was like, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, luckily, you know, there was a whatever store there was at that time. It was kind of like a target of the time, like, which basically was, you know, upper class neighborhoods. He's like, oh, yeah, my parents got it on clearance for like 20 bucks. So I wound up with like two of them. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have the other <laughs> one, please? At 44, I still say, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> like, 44 years old. I'm still pissed off I didn't get that thing. <laughs> anyway, Craig, go. What do you got? Did you, what, did, what, what did you miss out that you wish you had? Um, well, when I started, I got pretty much every doll that I wanted. Um, and there really wasn't any that, uh, that I didn't have that I, that I, that I got. When I got when I first got into this is a callback uh, into video games, uh, when I got an Atari twenty my first Atari twenty six hundred, and it was a and it was like an idea of keeping up with the Joneses. Uh, my cousin Sean, uh, we both played our video games, but we had to, we stopped playing video games because he got an Intellivision. <laughs> and, that's, wow. and that's all I wanted, Dame. And it was like. And I had a whole library of Atari 2600, and I went to the 5200 and the 7800, and I was Atari, Atari, Atari. And even when Intellivision went by the way of the dinosaur, the fact that I never got one still pisses me off. All I ever wanted was the Sega Genesis, but I was in the Nintendo household. And I just wanted the Sega Genesis because of its name. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I got it. They called Sega, Sega Phil Collins. Yeah. I yeah. Phil, the Sega Phil Collins. Yeah. Like I want to say. Oh, by the way, Funko Pops. Uh, just real, real, real quick. Let me rant for a second. How does early Peter Gabriel Genesis not have a goddamn Funko Pop? David Bowie and all those other English rockers have one. David uh, Peter Gabriel is dressed up as flowers and bat wings and aliens, and not one. I, I got that point, point of order. I got that order. Well, there is no David Bowie Funko Pop, only Jareth from Labyrinth. I will subtract the David Bowie comment. He Six degrees of David Bowie. Peter Gabriel doesn't have one. Funko has done every like really cool pop culture show so far, except who's the boss. <gasps> every time I put it on social media, everybody goes, uh, yeah, hello, Funko. Where's our Who's the Boss Funko Pop? Where the okay. fuck is our Who's the Boss of Genesis goddamn Funkos? I want another, Phil Collins uh, and Coderoy. Another 90s show that I never saw. Well, go ahead. I, I, I can answer the music one. The Funko Pop Rocks collection only comes out approximately twice a year. And when they do, they only offer about five to six within that collection. Unless they are exclusive to certain stores like Hot Topic. So I could actually answer that question for you when it comes to the, the musical one. I don't give a shit about the answer. I want what I want. I want a slipper man. I want a goddamn... This is what I want. Hold on. This is what I want. This is all I want. Okay? This will take three the seconds. Herder fans, right? This down. Right? Okay? That. I want that in a Funko Pop right now. Give it to me. Wow. What the hell right? It's a slipper, man. It's Peter Gabriel dressed up underneath that, and the guy to the right of him is Phil Collins. He looks oh, like the guy who's playing the 
the guy looks like he looked like the guy playing grape in the Fruit of the Loom ads. That well, uh, I always joke around in those old commercials. Like, hey, look, it's Pete. Okay. Uh, I would explain uh, how he turns uh, into an alien, but it would waste all of our times. And his balls. Uh, the toy that you wish you had that you missed out on. Uh, it's kind of the generic answer, but um, it's the answer though. More of the main characters of things. I would always get like the secondary characters. <laughs> like, like my first Barbie was actually Skipper. And that's not even a joke. My first Barbie was fucking Skipper. And it was like, wow, where's Barbie? Where's Barbie? Or like, you know, Jalapena <laughs> Barbie. Or, you know, when it came to like My Little Pony, instead of getting the main characters, I got all like sub characters. I eventually got a Rainbow Bright doll, but that After. wasn't my first. I got one of the secondary characters, or like, you know, I love the Care Bears and I love the cousins, but I got the cousins first. So, like, they were I, better I, anyway. They were. But, like, I, I, I would have preferred a main character figure. Like, my first She-Ra, she came well after I had, like, the, the one with the blue hair first. Like, a main character would have been nice. <laughs> I have breaking um, news for Danielle. Okay. The director of Hackers is looking to log in for a sequel to the 1995 cult classic. It's being actively considered. Uh, well, okay. glad I brought you, glad you brought you all down for that one. Thank you, Disney. As long Thank you, Danny. As long as Empire Records alone, I'm good. Don't touch Thank Empire you. Records. Listen, 25 don't year anniversary Empire. last 25 year anniversary last week. Did, as you, long, did, you, did you see my comment when you said the Empire Records thing? Yes. That I actually I, that, that day I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like oh my god, I can Purple, do quarantine. Purple. I came upstairs and I told her, I said, he just, he just liked it. <laughs> Purple flavored trash wants a Prince Funko that doesn't have gray skin. Well, isn't that a point? Luck. There yeah. you go. What a point that would be. Yeah. Prince Funko is. But there you go. Rush, Rush, had, I'm going to sit on this soapbox. Rush, Rush, the most boring visual band as far as band members ever have Funko Pops. I want Pete dressed up in the dress, red dress, and a fox's head. Why is that so fucking difficult? Look, it all it, it took Who's the this, boss? it also took this long to oh, no. one. So. Angela. <laughs> I have to share with I have to hey, share oh, oh. I have to share with you uh off air. I have to play this audio, Craig knows it, of um our buddy from President Steve Steve doing his impression of Tony Danza reading Harry Potter on the Goblet of Fire. Oh my god. god. All right, well, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we know this is a long one and like that, but that is our topic. I mean, hey, we would love to hear your comments on, like, what you do in terms of your kids or, or, or nieces and nephews when it comes to buying collectibles as a toy. Let's hear those horror stories. Mm. But that being said, that, 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 is our, that is our topic. Yeah, and I guess that's our show. I want to thank all of our, our participants. Um, Foxy, Foxy, please uh, find a horizontal space so you can take your, well, much-needed nap and dream of Rachel True Dolls. Damien, thank you for your insight and your input. Uh, my favorite wrestling couple, so we got to talk a little wrestling, too. Uh, sorry about the thing. I to throw one in there for us. Yeah, that's always good for us. Uh, Dan, thank you for uh, keeping us off track and uh, for uh, showing us your toy and playing with your member. 
in that order. Uh, folks, where can people uh, follow you uh, social media-wise? You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at the same handle at Viva Foxy Foxy. That's V-I-V-A-F-O-X-Y, F-O-X-X-Y, and Facebook.com slash Foxy Foxy. Find me on Instagram at DVargus802. You can also find me on uh, my channel on YouTube at DVargus802, which has some of my old wrestling matches and stuff like that, as well as some older Nerd Herder stuff. You can also check out the page that we, you know, I keep up with the news a little more, uh, you know, daily on uh, Facebook.com slash Nerd Herders. Nerd Herders Radio. Daniel? Oh, me? Uh, Daniel83 on all social media platforms. My name is Craig Lagans, and you can find me uh, at Craig Lagans, C-R-A-I-G-L-I-G-G-E-O-N-S, on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. I thank everyone who listened and looked tonight at our episode of Nerd Herders. Join us a month from today uh, for our special October Halloween edition of Nerd Herders, where you will see all of us in costume and uh, hear us in costume for your listening and uh, dining pleasure. Uh, For all of us here at the Herds of Nerds, thank you for uh, joining us for this time of the month and letting us spew all of our classic nerd goodness all over you. Don't forget to wash the mouth. Uh, Thank you, everyone, and good night. Craig. Yeah. Craig, you my nerd herder. <laughs> you my you my nerd herder. Man, you my nerd herder. Uh-uh. You're my nerd herder. And Miss Foxy Foxy, you my nerd herder who needs a nap. But see ya on Halloween. Bye. This is a slickster, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you know later there, too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Can Resume. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. 
New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Dirty Podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major feds as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get, get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network.